0: this beautiful monday evening of november the fourth we have a uniquely exciting matchup here for you between the osu women's basketball team and the united states women's team i'm here soren carr joined by matt brooks what do you think about this matchup matt i think it should be interesting soren good to be
1: here first off um Watching USA against Stanford, they only won by 15. Stanford
0: got out to a pretty hot start. Uh, should be interesting here to see what OSU does. Of course, the Beavers are coming off of a Sweet 16 finish in the 2018-2019 season under Scott Ruick. Ruick is in, hard to believe it now, his 10th season as a head coach for the woman. And he, of course, came from the upstate George Fox University. Bruick has built this program into a perennial power as the team comes in the 2019-2020 preseason, pac 12 standings in third behind Oregon and Stanford alone. Stanford, of course, played Team USA on Saturday night, losing 95 to 80 in a shootout. Beavers, however, are ranked number seven in the country, Stanford number three, and the dreaded University of Oregon Ducks are at number one.
1: Yes, Oregon, and they'll finish off this uh, fall road trip with matchups against Texas A&M and then eventually go back to Eugene for a matchup against number one-ranked Oregon. Should be interesting just in general to watch, not only here at Oregon State, but just to watch the rest of this fall tour for
0: for Team USA. Well, we're just about 12 minutes here from tip-off for you. The Oregon State women, of course, are coming off of two preseason matchups against Union and Concordia, Oregon both winning by heavy margins, 95 to 41 and 106 to 45. However, these of course were tester matchups and the real story tonight will to be to see how both teams react and strategize in a seemingly friendly matchup, which is an exhibition game. Yeah, Soren, definitely. Uh, I think we've seen through the first two games that OSU's off to a
1: good start, but obviously they're not quite as good or there's nobody's quite the same as Team USA. So it should be interesting you know, just to see what the likes of Diana Diana Tarazi can do,
0: what the Sioux Birds of the World who perhaps are nearing the nearing their final tournament in their career. Of course. Two noted players there, of course, as two of the best at their respective sport team usa could essentially be noted as the best team on the planet i mean coming off of six consecutive olympic gold medals of course the last one coming in rio however they are favorites in the upcoming 2020 tokyo olympics
1: Yes, yeah, soren i i think it's really really hard to you know remember just how good this team is we've become so accustomed to seeing team usa basketball whether that be the women's or even the men's just win 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 and win And so we have to remember that it's still a lot of preparation that goes into this. So, you know, you see it coming out, playing exhibitions against Oregon State University, Oregon, Texas A&M. They'll have another spring tour, winter tour. Just
0: we have to remember all the work that goes into winning all of these basketball games. And a program that has begun or recently gotten used to winning in the past decade or so, of course, the Oregon State Beavers, who won three consecutive Pac-12 titles from 2015 to 2017 under Scott Ruick. A very difficult matchup or season heading up for the Beavers, of course, with of course Oregon coming in as number one team in the country Stanford at number three Arizona State in the top 25 as well what do you expect for this Beavers team and how can they react in a matchup like this which is friendly but they can learn a lot from the opposing team you know you, you just spoke to it I think it's going to be a lot of learning you know we see the we see them
1: getting ready to exchange gifts I think it's going to be a lot of respect because how could you not want to go out and play against your idols you know with how long people like Sue Bird have been in the league some of these veterans like Simone Augustus who's entering her age 35 season, seeing some of these players that they've grown up with. would be like for you, if you were out in the NBA or college, stepping on the floor with the LeBron James of the world,
0: how would you feel, Soren? Would you want to learn or would you be out there to compete? Great point there, Matt. And of course, as mentioned, this is a unique situation for both squads, but there are some highly touted players from the Pac-12 originally, which could give some leeway for them. Oregon State players to maybe perceive this as a feature. Of course, Neca. Ogwamuke okay. Of course Was the number one pick In the 2012 WNBA draft Out of Stanford Kelsey Plum The number one pick In 2017 Out of Washington And also Laisha Clarendon Who finished Out of Cal In 2013
1: Yeah so And it's worth noting That Kelsey Plum Will not play today She does have some Personal commitments So she won't be Matching up against Oregon State Should be Exciting though For her though To come back And continue to play These
0: Pac-12 matchups And Come back to where she spent a couple of years and had some real success. Now as Oregon State and Team USA prep to play here today, this friendly exhibition set up in an international format, as you may see in a European soccer game of sorts or for the World Cup as they exchange gifts before the game, show each other their respects before their matchup. However, we will see some competitive fire underneath the Beavers, I'm assuming, after watching that Stanford game against Team USA, in which Stanford, of course, lost 95-80, to 80, but held on to the lead in some of that game. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And when you've got players like Michaela Pivik, Alaya Goodman, and Destiny Slocum, there's no way you aren't coming out and playing hard. I mean, you and I both saw Destiny Slocum came out from warm-ups at about 5 o'clock. She was hands down the first, she was 15 minutes earlier than the next person to come out, and she was, I watched her leave the court last one off the court whether that be Oregon State or Team USA so clearly she's ready for this year sees this as an opportunity to get better
0: and perhaps learn something should be interesting to see her out there today and see what she can do for Oregon State you see that work ethic paying off for her in the past and hopefully in this upcoming 2019 2020 season for the Oregon State women's basketball team we're going to take a quick five minute break here as the national anthem will be performed here in a moment You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
2: The National Novel Writing Month, or Remo for short, is a fun, seat-of-your-pants approach to creative writing. On November 1st, participants begin working towards the goal of writing a 50,000-word novel by 11.59 p.m. on November 30th. On Tuesday, October 29th, the Corvallis-Benton County Public Library will host a kickoff party in the main meeting room to celebrate NaNoWriMo. Writers age 13 and older of all skill levels are welcome. Additionally, on every Saturday in November from 2 to 5 p.m., the library will also, host Nano Remo writing sessions. Writers may drop in or out anytime, bring your preferred writing tools, and work on your novel surrounded by other local writers. There will also be games, refreshments, and a raffle for prizes at each session. These events are sponsored by the Friends of the Library. To learn more about Nano Remo, please visit www.nanoremo.org. Please contact the library at 541 766 6793 for more information. For disability accommodations, please call 541 766 693 at least 48 hours before the event.
3: Do you like art? How about photography, poetry, or storytelling? Well, PRISM has a place for you. PRISM is the arts and literary journal here at OSU, and we are always accepting student submissions for art from people of all interests, backgrounds, and majors. Find the entry form on our blog, orangemedianetwork.com slash PRISM or reach out to us at prism at oregonstate.edu or find us on social media at OSU Prism. See you soon. <sighs>
4: hey beavers, let's talk about sleep. Did you know two-thirds of students experience extreme drowsiness in class and that poor sleep habits can negatively impact your GPA? It's recommended to get between seven to nine hours of quality sleep each night. Blue light emitted from electronic devices hinders the production of melatonin, the hormone that readies you for sleep. If you have trouble falling asleep, try turning off screens at least one hour before going to bed, avoiding caffeine before 2 p.m., and maintaining a regular sleep schedule. Caps wishes you a better sleep tonight. If you want to learn how to fix your broken items, bring them to the Fall
5: Repair Fair on Wednesday, November 13th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the OSU's store. Volunteers will help you learn how to repair your belongings. Attend demos to learn more about repairing things like appliances, electronics, housewares, clothing, computers, and bicycles. Drop-in demos will also be offered each hour. Repair fairs are sponsored by the OSU Waste Watchers, helping you save money, gain skills, and reduce waste.
6: Accuracy, relevancy, respect. These are the characteristics the Daily Barometer strives to achieve in its coverage every day. Since 1896, the student-run newspaper on campus has been utilizing the skills of Oregon State University students to start conversations which are open to all voices. The Barrow aims to create reciprocal relationships with communities on campus, seeking to make real change. To get involved with the Barrow, visit orangemedianetwork.com and click the Get Involved tab.
7: In this political climate, it's more important than ever to know who carries your voice in government. Oregon senators are Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley, In the fourth district's Peter DeFazio represents the area around the OSU campus in the House of Representatives. To make your voice heard, you can find emails and phone numbers for your congresspeople at senate.gov and house.gov. To go beyond the headlines and soundbites to get a better sense of how complex political issues affect us here at home, you can listen to Orange Media Network's Perspectives podcast with me, Joe Wolf. Perspectives is available on iTunes and Google Play. Just search Orange Media Network Perspectives and subscribe. Want
6: to learn a new medium, relax and get your craft on, or get back into art? The OSU Craft Center offers well equipped studios and classes in ceramics, glass, woodworking, fibers, paper arts, and jewelry and metalsmithing. The OSU Craft Center offers daily drop-in activities such as watercolor and rock painting free for OSU students. Membership is open to OSU students, faculty, staff, and the general public. Membership this year is free for OSU fee-paying students. The Craft Center is open from 1 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday and 11 to 5 Saturday and Sunday. Located in the basement of the Student Experience Center. Come learn, explore, and create in a warm and friendly environment today.
8: Do you want to keep up with everything from kbvr fm on our twitter at kbvr underscore fm you can talk with your favorite dj stay up on the latest from our music blog and let us know what you've been listening to we care about what you have to say here at your college station 88.7 fm kbvr corvallis
0: Welcome back to Gil Call Seaman Corvallis, Oregon, for some Oregon State women's basketball. Beautiful uh, production of the national anthem there by the Jubilee Women's Choir of Corvallis as we've got some basketball of the Oregon State women and the Team USA women.
1: Yeah, Soren, it was really interesting there seeing people like Diana Tarazi sitting there midcourt talking to some players, taking an extra minute to just talk and have a friendly conversation and you know, I think the fans felt that positive energy. You see a pretty full Gill Coliseum here, and just scanning
0: around and realize it's the best time of year. So, basketball is back in Beaver Nation. Basketball is back in Beaver Nation, and we've got a really exciting one here. Team USA features some of the best women in the world at their respective profession, of course. And we could very well note every player is a headliner because they are Team USA. However, some classic players that will be suiting up after some injuries in this prior WNBA season that just wrapped up are Sue Bird, Diana Tarrasi, Simone Augustus, and Sylvia Foles, all future Hall of Famers in their own right. However, some of the younger talent begins with reigning WNBA championship winner, leading the Washington Mystics to their first ever title and league MVP winner, Elena Deladam.
1: Yeah, so I think just
0: a, a list of great
1: names. I think I'm really excited to watch Skylar Diggins Smith out there today. You know, I grew up watching her. I wasn't always huge in the WNBA, but I always knew who Skylar Diggins Smith was, and really excited to see what she can do, the crafty left-handed point guard, see what she can do out there for Team USA, and see, you know, most importantly, how the Beavers can match up against some of these, you know,
0: N- or WNBA superstars. Of course, both teams have a significant amount of tight height here, and depth The Beavers especially compared to some of their recent squads in the post players such as freshman Jelana Mitrovic will get her first taste of action as a freshman. Sophomore Patricia Morris, freshman Kennedy Brandon, redshirt freshman Andre Aquino. What are some of your thoughts on the matchup in the trenches here?
1: Yeah, so it should be really interesting, you know. If you do some of the math and get exact, there's eight players on this OSU women's basketball team that are listed at six foot one or taller, which is over half of their roster. Compared to to Team USA, Team USA only has four, so Might be really interesting to see how the length of OSU can disrupt those pathways as they're trying to drive to the basket versus, you know, just the fully developed bodies of
0: these adult women basketball players. Now, before the two teams tip off, we have to dissect the situation here a bit as it is a unique tour that they're doing, a bit of a tour in the West Coast. The matchup between these top tier professionals and top tier collegiates is one of the pinpoints to match up, of course. However, some key components you might be on each coach's minds while they match up in terms of what they can do on both ends and their guards watching maybe a youthful lineup, and, of course, on the other end, watching their idols. Absolutely. You know, and that would be one thing that could be
1: weighing on the minds of these basketball players is just trying to perform in front of these people and prove to some of these future NWNBA Hall of Famers that, you know, I'm next. I got next and also show out here in front of these coaches and show, hey, look at me, look at me. I want
0: to play for you guys. Team USA in red, the Oregon State Beavers in white. The Beavers to my left and the USA to my right. NECA, McKay Diana Trossi. Looks like Simone Augustus is out there as well with Sue Bird. Sue Bird making her start. Diana Trossi, both 39 and 37, both out of the University of Connecticut, which of course has a highly touted basketball school. Will take the starting lineup after injuries this season. As we listen to a matchup here, we're going to take a quick break from Corvallis. A quick one-minute break here. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
2: The National Novel Writing Month, or NaNoWriMo for short, is a fun, seat-of-your-pants approach to creative writing. On November 1st, participants begin working towards the goal of writing a 50,000-word novel by 11.59 p.m. on November 30th. On Tuesday, October 29th, the Corvallis-Benton County Public Library will host a kickoff party in the main meeting room to celebrate NaNoWriMo. Writers age 13 and older of all skill levels are welcome. Additionally, on every Saturday in November from 2 to 5 p.m., the library will also, host Nano Remo writing sessions. Writers may drop in or out anytime, bring your preferred writing tools, and work on your novel surrounded by other local writers. There will also be games, refreshments, and a raffle for prizes at each session. These events are sponsored by the Friends of the Library. To learn more about Nano Remo, please visit www.nanoremo.org. Please contact the library at 541 766 6793 for more information. For disability accommodations, please call 541 766 6793. At least 48 hours before the event.
6: Invites anyone 16 and older to a craft night taking place on Tuesday, November 12th, from 6 to 7:30 p.m. in the library's main
9: meeting room. Sponsored by the Arts Center and the Friends of the Corvallis-Benton County Public Library, the Craft Night will focus on making pinecone forest creatures. Try a new project using the library supplies or bring your own project and supplies. For more information, please call 541-766-6793. For disability accommodations, please call 541-766-6928 at least 48 hours in advance of the event.
0: Welcome back to Corvallis, Oregon, and Gill Coliseum as the Oregon State women's basketball team squares off against Team USA. The introductions here are starting as Gill Coliseum is getting hyped up for this matchup. Yeah, so and it's really great and fascinating to look around and see, you know, as the lights go dim,
1: the video starts playing, seeing all the little white batons that are flashing orange and white, and the stadium is just packed with orange and packed with excitable Beaver fans. It's going to be awesome to watch the fans, and hopefully that excitement, you know, translates onto the court. We can really see
0: an incredible well, game. certainly feel the energy here as the starting lineup for the Oregon State Beavers is heading off with Michaela Pivot leading it off. Aaliyah uh, Goodman from Milwaukee, Oregon, starting as shooting guard for the Beavers, one of their most prolific three-pointing shooters.
1: Yeah, and sort of. If I'm not mis- correct me if I'm wrong, but she won Pac-12 Sixth Player of the Year last year, so it should be interesting to see if she can translate that production
0: into starting into that starting role. A person who's continuing her starting role, of course, is Destiny Slocum. Uh-huh. And it's worth noting they just announced ke- freshman
1: Kennedy Brown is starting, getting the start after you know a high school career that led to be a five-star recruit, top player in the country. Should be really interesting, and we also see Taylor Jones, another top recruit, out of part of this really big and really talented OSU
0: Beavers recruiting class. You continue to see Rook's ability to recruit as the team success continues. Kennedy Brown, the six foot six freshman out of Derby, Kansas. Taylor Jones, six foot four freshman center out of Forney, Texas. Yeah, Yeah, so it should be quite the matchup, though, too, as
1: after Team USA was announced with the starting lineup of Simone Augustus, Sue Bird, Sylvia Fowles, Neko Gwumake, and Diana Taurasi, a really experienced-laden group there
0: for Team USA. This experience will be something that the Oregon State woman will have to watch after in this matchup as they're looking up to their idols here. Yes, absolutely. Now, of course, Michaela Pivik was also named to the Cheryl Miller Award watch list as the top small forward in the nation. Likewise to her predecessor on the men's side, in Trace Tinkle, who was up for the Julius Irving Award. Yeah, Soren, it'll be... I'm really
1: looking forward to watching people like Pivik, especially Pivik and Slocum, some people with real experience here, see what they can do and see just what their impact on this game can be, especially with, you know, seeing this past fall, watching Pivik and Slocum both being projected as top 10 WNBA picks, you know, should be interesting to see how... uh, how their
0: play and leadership can impact this OSU Beavers team as they continue to work and develop. And the tip-off goes to Team USA. Sylvia Foles pushing it to Sue Bird as they got the ball at the top of the key. Kicks it out to Diana Taurasi to the left. She hits the three. Team USA leads 3-0 over the Beavers. Yeah, Soren, that was really fast, but we both saw
1: Diana Taurasi hitting from that exact spot in pregame warm-ups.
0: take it up the floor. Kick it out to Kennedy Brown. Flashes it over to Goodman, and it's back at the top of the key to Pivic. Makes a move right, goes left again with some stout defense. Looking inside, she kicks it out to Brown for three. No good. Taurasi grabs the rebound, and she's up the floor, pushing it. Now
1: watch them settle in. Be interesting to see Kennedy nice Brown. Nice post
0: move. No good for the Team USA. Rebound by Destiny Slocum. Controlling the floor. Lee Goodman looks out for three from the top of the left side back to Michaela Pivik now over to Brown looks from deep she's moving right nice step back from Aliyah Goodman and she hits the two yeah she really opened up that space right there with that nice step back and glad to see that she hit the shot too Sue Bird and Team USA pushing it immediately passes it over to kicks it back to Bird off to the right looking over to her right again McKay is no good from the deep. Destiny Slocum pushing the floor, making a move off to her left. Tight defense from the Team USA here. Kicks it out to Michaela Pivic. At the top of the left key here, looking over right to Goodman. Goodman fakes a shot. She steps back again. She feeds inside to Jones and can't finish but gets her own basket. Oregon State leads four to three, and you notice there's been a lot of high screens up at the top of the arc with Kennedy Brown. Is that part of the game plan? We'll have to wait and find out. Nice screen at the top of the key. Bird feeds off, shoots the two, no good. Rebound by Taylor Jones. Pivot pushes the floor. The tempo's moving and kicks it to Brown. Out to Slocum from deep, no good. Yeah, sorry, that was a deep three. Would've, this place would have exploded if she hit that. Rebound by Agluma K. Kicked it up to Bird and Bird off to Augustus. Feeds it in. And a nice, no good. A nice move there by Sylvia Foles, but she couldn't finish the layup. High screen there. Slocum kicking it out to Brown. Brown's at the top of the key, looks back to Slocum, fakes the shot, takes it from deep, and she hits from three. Same exact spot that she just shot from. Good to see that she that one miss didn't hurt her confidence, and she's still willing to take those shots. Diana Trossi at the top of the left key, pushing the floor, looks for the shot to Augustus. Augustus feeds inside again to Foles. Augustus shoots. Can't convert on the two-pointer. And Goodman has the rebound as she controls the floor here. Goodman with a quick move off to the right. Shoots from short. No good. Bird pushing the pace for Team USA as she's got all eyes open. A little confusion there as she feeds it in again to the post. And Agumike misses the two-pointer. Michaela Pivik pushing the floor after the rebound, going left, loses control, and it's stolen by Bird. Bird has the floor, looks up, sees Trossi to her left, shoots for three, no good, rebound by Taylor Jones. Yeah, Soren, it's been really interesting
1: to watch, you know, OSU is really controlling the defensive glass there, not really allowing many opportunities for Team USA to grab those boards, so if they can keep that up, they might be in for a good
0: game. Team USA not converting on as many shots as may be expected as Pivot controls the ball. Gets it knocked out and it's over to Slocum. Slocum makes a little spin move, looks left, looks right, gets it back into Pivot's hand. As a shot click runs down, difficult shot and it will go out of bounds with Oregon State having the ball. Yeah it looked like Sylvia
1: fouls there got a little hand on it. Oregon State's gonna have two seconds remaining on the clock to get the shot off. Should be Should look for maybe, I think, I see Slocum at the top of the arc. Maybe they'll run sort of some sort of
0: screen pattern for her into the corner so she can get a shot off. Maria Goodman to pass it in. Looks out to Brown from deep. No good as Bird gets the rebound and controls the floor. Pushing up to her right side. She looks inside, and it's a turnover. Slocum has the ball, pushing it forward. Goodman getting a screen right from Brown as she kicks it back out to Brown. Pivik has the ball, left side of the court. Shoots from short, no good. Rebound to Gumake.
1: I wonder if they're gonna bring the ball back down and try to feed that post again. Looks like Michaela Pivik was a temporarily matched up, but instead we got the jump shot from Augustus out wide, which is good.
0: As the Team USA women's finally convert on the shot and it's seven to five here in Gill Coliseum, Oregon State in white, Team USA in red. Have to say, Soren though, Close game so far, but halfway through this first quarter, really positive start from both USA and Oregon State. Hard to disagree with that as Pivot controls the floor, looking left, driving left, kicks it back out, and it's good from Brown for two. Nice little high-post jump shot
1: there. If that's something they could develop, that could really be dangerous as a tool off the to pick and roll with some of the nation's best playmakers in Pivot and Slocum.
0: Now Aaliyah Goodman with a foul on Tras. Yes, she tried to shut her left. And a timeout called by Team USA. We're going to take a one-minute break here in Gill. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
2: The National Novel Writing Month, or NaNoWriMo for short, is a fun, seat-of-your-pants approach to creative writing. On November 1st, participants begin working towards the goal of writing a 50,000-word novel by 11.59 p.m. on November 30th. On Tuesday, October 29th, the Corvallis-Benton County Public Library will host a kickoff party in the main meeting room to celebrate NaNoWriMo. Writers age 13 and older of all skill levels are welcome. Additionally, on every Saturday in November from 2 to 5 p.m., the library will also, host Nano Remo writing sessions. Writers may drop in or out anytime, bring your preferred writing tools, and work on your novel surrounded by other local writers. There will also be games, refreshments, and a raffle for prizes at each session. These events are sponsored by the Friends of the Library. To learn more about Nano Remo, please visit www.nanoremo.org. Please contact the library at 541 766 6793 for more information. For disability accommodations, please call 541 766 69 at least 48 hours before the event.
0: Welcome back to Call Coliseum in beautiful Corvallis, Oregon, and the Willamette Valley. The Oregon State women's basketball team leads Team USA 9-5 as we've seen a nice start from Beavers.
1: Absolutely. We've seen a lot of impact from the freshmen, too, especially, you know, we see Kennedy Brown, Taylor... Sorry, Ed Taylor Jones. That's right. That's the name But they've been really controlling the defensive glass USA while perhaps they've been missing some makeable shots It's good to see the freshmen getting in there getting rebounds early and helping this Oregon State team
0: push the pace a little bit As one of the more important components to Ruick's game plan is always the defense It's nice to see this beginning from them. Even if Team USA is missing some open shots now as we're leading in for the rest of the game, how do you see Team USA responding to this quick start? You know, Stanford got
1: off to a quick start as well, even led by five. I think they led 15 to 20 after the first quarter. So if I'm a t- if I'm looking at Team USA, or if I'm Team USA, I'm not too worried. But at the same time, it's got to be positive. For Scott, Scott Ruiz to see. you know, Young team come out and get off to a hot start, play some pretty good defense, you know, they've had a few tip-aways and just get settled into this game after two matchups with some lower-level college teams that come out and perform like this against a Team
0: USA squad full of some of the best players in the world. It's got to be excited about that. We have a couple subs in here for the Beavers as Jasmine Simmons comes in along with Maddie Washington. As it's passed into Agumake and she hits from two on the baseline. Washington feeds the ball in here to Michaela Pivak as she controls the floor. Passes in and a steal by Agumake. It's controlled at top, back to Agumake with a spin move and the travel called. Yeah, Skyler Diggins Smith tried to get it to there. Yeah. Great defense
1: there, you see Maddie Washington fly back down to the baseline to help Michaela Pivik out with that.
0: Great to see such positive team basketball, especially on the defensive end. Have we have, as we have Leisha Clarendon checking in for Sue Bird, Pivik has the ball at the top of the key. Feeds it into Brown after a hot start, looking at the top, fakes over, gives it back to Pivik, shoots from deep range, does not convert, and the rebound is taken by Skylar Diggins-Smith as she looks up, and the steal by Pivik. She's looking up, she overthrows it, but saved back into Leah Goodman's hand, saved there by Jasmine Simmons. Beavers control the pace at the top of the key. Looks like OSU's going to settle in a little bit. Pivot shoots from mid-range and she hits 11-5 Oregon State.
1: Yeah, Oren, so definitely a positive start. You see OSU just getting a little bit out of control there, but just to settle down, see Pivot get the ball, just slow, to, slow the offense down and get them ready for what's next.
0: Fed in to Fowles, who finishes and converts on the bucket. No rebound for the freshman's post to go grab this time. Pivot controls the ball on the right top of the key. She makes a quick move. She feeds it back to Brown from deep. No good. Washington with the effort on the defensive board, but cannot grab it out of Ajay Wilson's hand. Down to fouls. She kicks it out to Clarendon from three. Clarendon hits. Pivik controls the ball at the top of the key as she looks over to Ruick for a motion. Pivik trying to make a move, kicks it out to Brown. Brown from long range again, she converts for the three-pointer.
1: Yeah, she's taken a lot of those jump shots, missed a few, but it's good to see that she has the confidence to keep
0: shooting even when they're not going in. My mistake there, that was a long two. As the ball is kicked out there to Zay Wilson. Yep, caked up to Pivik. Pivik looks left, controlling the ball, slowing it down again. Pivic looking left, takes it back to her right. Aliyah Goodman off the screen looking at the... And there is a travel call there on Aaliyah Goodman as she tried to fake the basket, but lost her footing there.
1: Yeah, so she started pulling up like she was going to shoot, but looks like she changed her mind halfway and just put the ball on the ground like she was going to do a power dribble, but referees didn't buy it. Team USA ball. Slocum and Jones back
0: in the game. substitutes for both squads here. Got As Laisha Clarendon takes the ball at the top of the key for Team USA and their quick pace offense. Looks like they're going to target the young posts again. The shot from Gray is good. Chelsea Gray, Chelsea Gray the 5'11 guard from the Los Angeles Sparks, converts on the two pointer. Destiny Slocum looking right. Gets off the screen from Jones, kicks it out to Simmons. Simmons looks inside and it's stolen by Azu Wilson. Back to Clarendon as Team USA controls the ball. She kicks it out to Wilson. Can't convert on the two-pointer. Slocum with the rebound and tight defense from Team USA as they try to pressure up the floor. Slocum with the crossover. Kicks it out to Goodman from Long Range and she hits from three. 16 to 16-14, Oregon State leaves Team USA. Clarendon looks right. Kicks it out to... And the three is good by
1: Skyler Diggins-Smith. Looked like Diggins got hit there in the corner and was asking the referee about the foul, but either way, three more points for Team USA and take the lead on that
0: bucket. This Oregon State crowd clearly getting into it and supporting the women's basketball squad here against Team USA. As Pivic feeds it in to Brown. Excuse me, Goodman has the ball now. Kicks it out to Simmons. Simmons looks left. Getting harassed down there in the paint. Back out to Taylor Jones, who's feeding it out. Goodman trying to get open for a pass. A ball stolen. A lot of action here by Team USA, and the jump ball will go to Oregon State. I have one second, Soren, so what do you think they might do here to try and get a shot off? It's going to be a quick out to Goodman unless she's putting up the three, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah
1: looks like Slocum's gonna pass the ball and I was hoping to see her you know maybe get an opportunity to start making her mark on the game but perhaps yeah some sort of screen pattern where Goodman comes off a
0: screen and takes a deep ball they're looking over to Washington passes that out to Slocum from long range and she can't hit the three as Team USA controls the floor Chelsea Gray has the ball at the top of the key controlling the point As there's a screen at the top of the floor, she shoots from mid range. Chelsea Gray hits to end the quarter. Team USA leads the Oregon State women's basketball team 19 16 here in Corvallis. We're going to take a two minute break here. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
6: Want to learn a new medium, relax and get your craft on, or get back into art? The OSU Craft Center offers well-equipped studios and classes in ceramics, glass, woodworking, fibers, paper arts, and jewelry and metalsmithing. The OSU Craft Center offers daily drop-in activities such as watercolor and rock painting free for OSU students. Membership is open to OSU students, faculty, staff, and the general public. Membership this year is free for OSU fee-paying students. The Craft Center is open from 1 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday and 11 to 5 Saturday and Sunday, located in the basement of the Student Experience Center. Come learn, explore, and create in a warm and friendly environment today.
2: Support for KBVRFM comes from Willamette MBA. Willamette MBA provides recent college grads the skills and professional experience they need to jumpstart their career in business, government, or nonprofit organizations. More information can be found at willamette.edu/mba.
9: Hey, you're tuned in to KBVR-FM, Oregon State's student-run, student-operated radio station.
8: The number one place for people with a passion for music to come and get together and share that passion with the world.
6: Whoa, the whole world. The whole world. Yeah, hopefully they're listening to something else.
8: Should I cancel my audition for American Idol? You might want to think about it.
5: Do you want to learn how to fix your your broken items? Bring them to the Fall Repair Fair on Wednesday, November 13th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the OSU's store. Volunteers will help you learn how to repair your belongings. Attend demos to learn more about repairing things like appliances, electronics, housewares, clothing, computers, and bicycles. Drop-in demos will also be offered each hour. Repair fairs are sponsored by the OSU Waste Watchers, helping you save money, gain skills, and reduce waste.
0: Welcome back to Guild Coliseum here in the matchup between the Oregon State Woman and Team USA. We've got a score of 18 to 17 with Team USA leading with a quick five points coming out here by Ali Goodman on the Oregon State side. Yes, Oregon. she's really looked good coming
1: off of screens. She's just still finding her footing. Obviously, both teams, it's still preseason, still learning to play together. Should be interesting, though, to see as the game progresses, to see how people can sit in. You know, I'm really looking to see Destiny Slocum put her impact on the game. Felt like she was not didn't disappear but you know she wasn't having as big an impact but also that might just be her style to pick her moments and maybe this just wasn't her moment of
0: course now we'll like to see if Cheryl Reeves squad of course from the Minnesota Lynx takes it a little more seriously here or brings some extra players into the game against Scott Ruick's squad who is hanging in here tight with Team USA.
1: Absolutely. To be down by one after a single quarter to a squad as good as Team USA, this has to be a positive sign for Ruick and the rest of his coaching staff.
0: Now, Nafisa Collier to inbound the ball to Lachey Clarendon. A little discussion on the scoreboard side as they're speaking to the referees here. Collier, to inbound it, to Clarendon. Clarendon controls the ball at the top of the key. She looks right, feeds it to Chelsea Gray. Clarendon again, back to Gray out from deep. The three is no good. And the rebound, though, by Team USA, as Nafisa Collier, Converts with a two-pointer in a 21-17 lead as Slocum controls the ball at the top of the key. She's looking left, makes a nice move, creates some space as she is stuffed and sworn by the Beavers' defense. A nice fake by Slocum there as she shoots the three and it's no good.
1: Yeah, Getting her look, maybe this is her time. Maybe she's picking this as her time to take
0: over the game or do what she can to help this Beaver squad stay in it. Skylar Diggins Smith kicks it back out to Nafisa Collier. Cannot finish the shot. And uh, Leah Goodman with the rebound as she controls the floor at the top of the key.
1: Yeah, there's the high screen again. Should see what they come off, or see what Team USA does off
0: of that. Jones bobbled the ball there for, for the pass from Goodman. Goodman looking back out, slows the pace down with the swarming defense from Team USA as they switch off here. Slocum trying to just get out of there and the foul called on Clarendon. Yes, yeah, so, Arnie, even though the foul was called, Slocum really had a
1: nice move there to cut through two defenders and open up a shot for or open up space for her to get that floater
0: off even though it was after the whistle. You see her impressive ability to split defenders unlike many guards in the country. Yeah, soaring it about five foot seven.
1: She's really got a tight handle on the ball. She can really shoot the ball It's really looking forward to seeing what she can do
0: this year for Scott Ruick and the rest of the team Slocan controls the floor again Brown looking from right passes into kicking Goodman who is swatted by Asia Wilson the 6-5 forward from the Las Vegas Aces
1: yeah, Sauron so Fresh, still pretty young at 23 years old, just graduated or came out of South Carolina in 2018. So
0: still new, one of the new faces here to Team USA. Beavers to inbound the ball here. Slocum with a quick move, kicks it out. A nice fake by Brown, who converged on the two-pointer. So Beavers get back within two against Team USA here in Corvallis. Clarendon at the top of the key, passes it back out to Skylar Diggins-Smith, who makes a nice move inside, passes to the driving, and the shot is good from Asia Wilson, who continues to swarm both sides of the ball. Yeah, block on one end, layup on the other. I can't see how she could make more of an impact. Slocum kicks it out to Pivik, who is long on the three-pointer, as Chelsea Gray controls the floor. Gray looking up, makes a quick move left. And the quick hands by Michaela Pivic and a steal by Jones. Destiny Slocum has the ball on the, the top of the left key. Calling out a play for the Beavers offense here. Another high screen, gets Slocum some space. And Asia Wilson with Asia another Wilson block. Continuing to swarm both ends here as Clarendon pushes the ball to cutting Chelsea Gray. Back out for a deep three from Naviza Collier is no good. And the board goes to Taylor Jones. Aaliyah Goodman at the top of the key. A cutting slocum as they're running to play here. Top of the key goes to Pivik. Passes to wide open. Taylor Jones, who continues to contribute. An impressive
1: finish by the freshman is Asia Wilson, who we've talked about multiple times just this quarter, came flying in for the block, but not in time. Jones was able to get the shot up from the
0: left or from the right block and get two more points for the Beavers, bringing within two of uh, Team USA. The ball is picked into Asia Wilson as she passes to cutting Chelsea Gray in the impressive reverse finish. Slocum looking to push it to Goodman. Goodman kicks it out back to Taylor Jones. Jones gives gives it to Pivik off the roll, and the defense. Is handling Oregon State here as they're still able to convert points though.
1: Looks like Team USA made a couple of subs there. Jasmine Simmons will come on for the Beavers. Leah Goodman goes out after a productive couple of minutes for the Beavers.
0: You mm-hmm. got Slocum inbounding the ball. Slocum looking up here. She's going to pass to Taylor Jones. Slocum being double teamed now, looks back out to Brown. Brown shoots from three and she can't convert, but a big rebound by Jones. Jones again with the rebound and the n one. Oh, she just went up over Asia Wilson to get that rebound. effort there by Taylor Jones with back-to-back rebounds over WNBA player Asia Wilson, and she converts the two-pointer and won. Yeah, if you're a Beaver fan, you've got to be excited
1: to see a freshman who, you know, top-rated recruit, but still, she's very, very young, very new to this Oregon State team coming out and having such a positive
0: impact this early against a quality team like like Team USA does not convert on the free throw. Sue Bird back in the game, controlling the floor for Team USA. This quick pace offense. Wonder if they'll start getting it to the paint and bouncing down
1: again as they do with Sue Bird backing down. Slocum hitting a fadeaway Diana jumper. Josh
0: see. impressive there. My mistake. Michaela Pivic controls the floor, looking for a screen up by Jones. A cutting Slocum, avoids a steal by Bird with tight defense on her, tries to spin around, looks back to Jones. Jones looks over to Brown. Brown makes a move to the left, shoots a difficult jumper, no good, with great defense there by Team USA again. Sue Bird takes the ball down the floor. It looks left to Chelsea Gray. Gray coming off a screen from Agwumike. She cannot convert the two, and another strong rebound by Jones. Jones is having a great start to this game. Both ends of the ball affecting and controlling the pace of this game. Slocum looking for a posting Jones here. As Slocum is called for the five second violation with Sue Bird controlling her there on the defensive end. We're gonna take a quick break here of one minute. As Team USA leads Oregon State women's basketball team 27-23, you're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
8: At Beaver's Digest, our publication is divided into three sections. Create, Experience, and Hashtag Go Beavs. In Create, the focus is on building a creative and healthy lifestyle. The Experience section is where BD highlights key student figures in hopes to elevate their voices in the greater Corvallis community. The third section, Hashtag Go Beavs, is where we seek to cover anything OSU sports or spirit-related. You can check out our latest issue on stands, around campus now.
4: I feel like I'm Americanizing everything I say now. Let's keep, it, keep it British. This is KBBR Covales. I'm Jack. We're on 88.7 FM and worldwide. Do I have to say the 88.7 or is that optional? Okay. Cool. I think it's kind of, I think it kind of works That you know.
0: Welcome back to Corvallis, Oregon, and Gill Coliseum. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis with Soren Carr and Matthew Brooks. Soren, good to be here. Excited about what we've seen from these freshmen. What have been some of the key components or things you've gotten out of this game so far? You know... I think I underrated just how good Taylor Jones
1: was. She's been balling out both on the offensive side, but the defensive side with her rebounding, her height advantage. You know, we saw her grab a rebound over Asia Wilson, who's, you know, 6'5", 6'6", you know. these aren't easy rebounds easy plays to do but between her and Kennedy Brown showing off a little bit of that range you know Beaver fans should be really excited we got it looks like we might have a looks like they might have a few great young talents here on the post side
0: of the offense and one of the things of course Matt was referencing to before the game was his curiosity of the post game and thus far has proved to be sufficient yeah and we've seen that out of the fresh we haven't even seen Patricia
1: Morris really play that much Morris' a second year player you know spent
0: time playing at OSU last year some substitutions being made for the Beavers as Jasmine Simmons guards Sue Bird at the top of the key Bird kicks it out to Chelsea Gray back to Aglumake over to Tarossi to cutting Aglumake looking inside to fouls with a strong move and she finishes for two points and so the
1: crowd calls out for foul they thought she pushed off and might have swung a little bit hard but refs are okay with it two points for team USA
0: Caleb Pivick is sworn by the Team USA defense as they continue to put individual pressure into double teams on each guard. Yeah, absolutely, and it's coming off
1: those high screens we talked a little bit where Team USA will kind of trap, you know, in the NBA. We've seen teams do that to Damian Lillard, same sort of thing here where they've got some great players on ball, so they'll trap them
0: and kind of put a little bit pressure on the Oregon State offense. A long kick out to Simmons, and she hits the three for the Beavers.
1: That brings it back to a three-point game. Team USA up 29-26 with just over four minutes remaining in this quarter. Another strong move by Fowles who is called for the travel. There's
0: Patricia Morris just showing up, playing a little bit of good defense, drawing the travel. The sophomore, of course, Morris saw some nice playing time last year as she plays a tough defense here on Team USA. Pivot controls the ball at the top of the key for the Beavers. She's looking left, gives it out to Simmons again. Simmons looking right with Morris with a screen. Slocum slows it down at the top of the key here. Makes a quick move right, and she goes all the way in for the two-point layup. You see Slocum's speed there on that play. Absolutely. The redshirt
1: junior just finding her gap, picking her moment like we talked about earlier.
0: Maybe that's the shot that gets her going. As Agwumake converts from the baseline. Excuse me, the free throw line there for two points as Team USA leads 31-28. to 28. Kicked out to Slocum from the left side she, as she can't convert the three, but the board there by Patricia Morris. The yeah. Beavers take over again. Oh, we got rejection. fouls there on quite the swat. Got a... Big O from OSU going floor-to-floor. Agwumake showing her aggressiveness and speed, going block, layup, and one. Foul charge to Slocum. Some substitutions made here.
1: It's like Taylor Jones and Alaya Goodman coming in for Patricia Morris and Kayla
0: Pivot. Now you see on that last play the difference in speed in their big in their big woman here in the post. What do you think some of these freshmen can learn from that? I definitely think you know just foot positioning and
1: just movement in general because you don't always have to be the fastest, especially playing as a post. You don't have to be the fastest, but if you've got great footwork, you can make openings when there seemingly is none.
0: Great point there by Brooks as Slocum drives in once again being hammered by the defense. Slocum from deep left three range. It's no good. The effort there again by Taylor Jones, but Agwuma Kay with the board. Bird pushing the pace, controlling the whole floor here, and they're going to call it a double dribble on Bird. (laughs) Continuing to find a rhythm after an injury this last season in the WNBA.
1: Good to see Jasmine Simmons run back on defense after that missed shot, and... Get in the way and you know ultimately perhaps play her hand in forcing a turnover.
0: Absolutely shown on that play there by Harris. Simmons. Aliyah Goodman at the top of the key. Being picked up. Looking over, cannot find anyone, but finally it's Slocum. Slocum controlling the ball. As the shot clock's running down. Simmons kicks it back to Jones. Jones cannot convert on the two-pointer there.
1: Yeah, this Team USA defense is just stifling.
0: Perfectly put there as Augustus converts on the layup. We're going to take a quick one-minute break here as Team USA leads the Oregon State women's basketball squad 36-28. You're listening to KBBR Corvallis.
2: The National Novel Writing Month, or NaNoWriMo for short, is a fun, seat-of-your-pants approach to creative writing. On November 1st, participants begin working towards the goal of writing a 50,000-word novel by 11.59 p.m. on November 30th. On Tuesday, October 29th, the Corvallis-Benton County Public Library will host a kickoff party in the main meeting room to celebrate NaNoWriMo. Writers age 13 and older of all skill levels are welcome. Additionally, on every Saturday in November from 2 to 5 p.m., the library will also, host Nano Remo writing sessions. Writers may drop in or out anytime, bring your preferred writing tools, and work on your novel surrounded by other local writers. There will also be games, refreshments, and a raffle for prizes at each session. These events are sponsored by the Friends of the Library. To learn more about Nano Remo, please visit www.nanoremo.org. Please contact the library at 541 766 6793 for more information. For disability accommodations, please call 541 766 6793. At least 48 hours before the event.
6: Want to learn a new medium, relax and get your craft on, or get back into art? The OSU Craft Center offers well equipped studios and classes in ceramics, glass, woodworking, fibers, paper arts, and jewelry and metalsmithing. The OSU Craft Center offers daily drop in activities such as watercolor and rock painting. Free for OSU students. Membership is open to OSU students, faculty, staff, and the general public. Membership this year is free for OSU fee-paying students. The Craft Center is open from 1 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday and 11 to 5 Saturday and Sunday, located in the basement of the Student Experience Center. Come learn, explore, and create in a warm and friendly environment today.
4: Well, I feel like I'm Americanizing everything I say you now.
8: Keep it, keep it British. This is KBBR co
4: feel like i'm americanizing everything i say now Let's keep it keep it british this is kbbr Co-Alice. i'm jack we're on 88.7 fm and worldwide do i have to say the 88.7 or is that optional okay Cool. i think it's kind of i think it kind of works That you know
0: Thanks for tuning in with us. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis as we've got Team USA Woman playing the Oregon State Women's Basketball Squad with Team USA leading 36-28. to Yes, yeah, so, as
1: Augustus has the ball here, I think it's really been exciting to see what, you know, Oregon State has been able to do. Yes, they're down, but they've really shown out and played quite well, I think, to this point in the game.
0: That was a quick pass back in there to Brown as Brown is swatted by Agwumake as the defense continues to swarm on the Beavers. Yeah, Soren, I don't know how they've scored 28 points because if I was out there
1: playing, I would have none. Their defense has been rock solid, trapping players off the screen, blocking shots. There's seemingly nothing that this Oregon State offense can do that will stop that Team
0: USA defense. Proving their point as the best woman's squad on the planet to this point as they prep for the 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics. This coming up summer, as Pivik gets the board, comes in, and is fouled by Trossi just over the right three-pointer line. Yeah, you
1: brought up the Olympic Games, so are taking place July 24th through August 9th in Tokyo, Japan. We'll have some qualifying games in early February, though. Those sites are to be
0: determined. So you see the Oregon State women's team being able to play against some of their idols in Team USA and are proving themselves to the best of their abilities early on in this exhibition matchup. There's a the high screen again. Pivik being swarmed again by the defense, and they are going to call a foul on fouls. It's
1: another blocking call. They just got or Team USA just got called for that a minute or two ago. Let's see
0: it again. As Oregon State will pass it in, Alaya Goodman will control the ball. And we have Kennedy Brand at the top of the key. Slocum with the ball. Tries to make a move inside. Once again, taken in by the defense. Slocum from way outside. Settles for the three, but converts. 36-31 Team USA with about 30 seconds left here in the half
1: yeah fans are excited after that you can just feel the energy change after
0: slocum hits another deep three trossi with a nice fake fouls in there and they're gonna call the travel again as the beavers will get the ball back here with 22 seconds left in the half five point game Soren. what do you think can can they score and cut the
1: deficit i absolutely believe that matt how about yourself I think it'll be interesting to see what Team USA does defensively. We've talked about their stifling defense. Can Slocum perhaps open up a gap? with a trap? You know, it all comes down to these final five seconds.
0: The shot clock going down. Slocum from way outside. And the shot it does not convert. Team USA will have the ball from their own side with 1.4 seconds left here in the half. I think Slocum's trying to say that it hit the 10,
1: so things should have gone a little differently. Team USA not able to get the shot off. And now we
0: end the half 36-31 in favor of Team USA. Matt, what did you like out there from the Oregon State squad? We saw a stifling defense in Team USA, an ability to take some outside shots and convert. However, their freshmen have been their only point inside the paint that has been making any baskets for Oregon State. Yeah, I can't stop thinking about how excited Beaver fans
1: should be about these freshmen. Yes, it's an exhibition, but Taylor Jones and Kennedy Brown have both looked absolutely excellent out there today.
0: You see Brown, Jones, and Brown as two of the vocal points for the Beavers as the freshmen are proving themselves in this matchup against Team USA. I think I think I'd be interested to
1: see Patricia Morris see if she can have more impact in the second half. She didn't play very much in that second quarter, but when she was in there, I felt like she was really productive, especially on the defensive side of the ball, using her six foot seven frame to really get in the way of that Team USA offense.
0: We're going to take a quick two-minute break here at halftime as Team USA leads the Oregon State women's basketball squad 36 to 31. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
9: Hey, you're tuned in to KBVR-FM, Oregon State's student-run, student-operated radio station.
8: The number one place for people with a passion for music to come and get together and share that passion with the world.
6: Whoa, the whole world. The whole world. Yeah, hopefully they're listening to something else.
8: Should I cancel my audition for American Idol? You might want to
6: think about it
9: you like
3: art? How about photography, poetry, or storytelling? Well, PRISM has a place for you. PRISM is the arts and literary journal here at OSU, and we are always accepting student submissions for art from people of all interests, backgrounds, and majors. Find the entry form on our blog, slash PRISM, or reach out to us at prism at or find us on social media at OSU Prism. See you soon!
8: at beaver's digest our publication is divided into three sections create experience and hashtag go in create the focus is on building a creative and healthy lifestyle The experience section is where BD highlights key student figures in hopes to elevate their voices in the greater Corvallis community. The third section, hashtag GoBeebs, is where we seek to cover anything OSU sports or spirit related. You can check out our latest issue on stands around campus now.
6: This is Gabrielle Louise. I'm a singer-songwriter from Colorado. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis. Everybody knows that the plague is coming. Everybody knows that the plague moves fast. Ayo,
7: hey, oh, this is Tristan. JJ. Bill. And this is Malia.
5: And, and we're Dog Breath. breath.
7: <laughs> and you're listening to KBVR, KBVR
0: Corvallis. Corvallis. Go sons. Welcome back to Corvallis, Oregon at Gill Coliseum in a packed house here for an exhibition matchup between Team USA and the Oregon State women's basketball squad as USA leads 36 to 31, a respectable score by all means. Yeah, and if I'm telling you,
1: if this is what we're seeing in preseason basketball. Gill should be rocking this year, especially once conference play hits. If OSU performs to what they're expected to, you know, being ranked as the top 10 team, number seven in the nation, if OSU can play up to those standards, this should be the first of many, many packed houses in Gill Coliseum in this season.
0: Already record a record number of tickets sold in preseason for the women's basketball squad. As they play Team USA, who are on a fall tour, of course, who played number three Stanford on Saturday, losing nine, winning ninety-five to eighty. After this, they go and play Texas A&M on the seventh, and the University of Oregon on the ninth. Matt, we have some thoughts here, not only about the Team USA, but also about Oregon State players and their former. Appearances with the USA team on different levels. Yeah, I'm wondering how Slocum's
1: knowledge, you know comes into play you know, she spent time in 2000 or 2017 She's with the U23 national team and she's even a part of 2019 USA World Cup uh, She's played with team members from that team uh, with Nafisa Collier and Asia Wilson uh should also be interesting to note that Alaya Goodman and Slocum both played as part of the three-on-three tournament this past summer. Playing with Team USA. See how their uh, experiences playing at the national level can uh, help Oregon State continue to fight
0: and push on through this game. Both players showing their strong suits here. However, not shooting the best from the field as Destiny Slocum going three for 10, two for eight from the three-point line. Alea Goodman, 50% total, and perfect from the three-point line. Do you see in the second half them taking a little more smooth route against this team as the defense is obviously swarming them in the inside, however, giving them some options from the outside? Do you see them taking more opportunities from that three-point line, or do you see them trying to attack the basket in the post more? You know, I think that ultimately comes down to what Scott Rogue wants
1: to do. In his career, he's 593. He's won 593 games in his career, including 205 games as a Beaver. Uh, like he knows what he's doing. He's proven to Fever fans. He knows what he's doing. I'll be interested to see what adjustments he makes at halftime. Either way, I am seeing with the pressure that they're putting on shooters coming off of those high ball screens. Thinking maybe some more backdoor cuts, looks at the basket as they've got as they're committing to two people at to the top of the arc near the three-point line. Stop some of OSU shooters.
0: See if they can get some cuts to the short corner and get some good looks near the basket. To Matt's mentioned here. Rook will certainly have a banner up here at some point whenever he decides to hang up the curtain for the Oregon State woman. Right. Yep. Speaking of the team, of course, going into the season, not only preseason and they're out of conference matchups, but in conference with such a stacked group specifically oregon stanford oregon state who do you see in that group maybe coming out on top when it's all said and done you know it's hard to argue into
1: in university of oregon sabrina ionescu is out of this world and honestly could very well be out there on that team usa team right now she is just fantastic no doubt probably go number one overall in the next wnba draft really just an excellent excellent player and you know They're full of other top stars, like, and it just should be interesting to see how Kelly Graves and his team at University of Oregon can utilize a superstar in Ionescu, and see what they can do in Pac-12 play despite all of the
0: top quality competition here in the Pac-12. Some great points there by Matt Brooks as we are going to take a five-minute break here with Team USA leading the Oregon State woman in this exhibition matchup 36-31. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
5: Items, Bring them to the Fall Repair Fair on Wednesday, November 13th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the OSU's store. Volunteers will help you learn how to repair your belongings. Attend demos to learn more about repairing things like appliances, electronics, housewares, clothing, computers, and bicycles. Drop-in demos will also be offered each hour. Repair Fairs are sponsored by the OSU Waste Watchers, helping you save money, gain skills, and reduce waste.
6: The Corvallis-Benton County Public Library invites anyone 16 and older to a craft night taking place on Tuesday, November 12th from 6 to 7.30
9: p.m. in the library's main meeting room. Sponsored by the Arts Center and the Friends of the Corvallis-Benton County Public Library, the craft night will focus on making pinecone forest creatures. Try a new project using the library supplies or bring your own project and supplies. For more information, please call 541-766-6793. For disability accommodations, please call 541-766-6928 at least 48 hours in advance of the event.
6: Want to learn a new medium, relax and get your craft on, or get back into art? The OSU Craft Center offers well-equipped studios and classes in ceramics, glass, woodworking, fibers, paper arts, and jewelry and metalsmithing. The OSU Craft Center offers daily drop-in activities such as watercolor and rock painting free for osu students membership is open to osu students faculty staff and the general public membership this year is free for osu fee-paying students the craft center is open from 1 to 10 p.m monday through friday and 11 to 5 saturday and sunday located in the basement of the student experience center come learn explore and create in a warm and friendly environment today
5: Estás sintonizando a KBVR 98.7 FM. Si tienes alguna sugerencia, quieres saludar o simplemente quieres hablar un ratico, llámame a 541-737-3737. Lo vuelvo a decir, otra vez, 541-737-3737. Sigue sintonizando para la mejor música, con los mejores DJs, con lo mejor de la programación. This is Rebecca
3: McDade and you're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
0: Hey, yo, this is
4: Tenon. you're listening to KBVR Corvallis, tune in. Hi, I'm Ed Ray, president of Oregon State University, and you are listening to 88.7 KBVR Corvallis, your place for college radio, by the students, for the students. Welcome back to the
0: college in Corvallis, Oregon, and a matchup between... And welcome back to Gill Coliseum in Corvallis, Oregon, in a matchup between the Oregon State women's basketball squad and Team USA. As Team USA leads 36-31 here with five minutes left to go before the second half starts. Matt, what are some of your thoughts from this game so far? I think I don't want to feed a dead horse, but... We
1: have talked so much about that Team USA defense, but it has been incredible showing that not only their talent, but also just the difference between these seasoned veterans like Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird matching up against college freshmen that, quite frankly, could
0: someday have a career like that, but we're still learning and still developing as players. Certainly impressive so far as we've seen on the defensive end for Team USA. What have you seen on Oregon State's side with their defense as Team USA plays a much faster game
1: You know, I've noticed that the posts are actually doing surprisingly well. It looks like Team USA has really tried to feed the posts, tried to take advantage of some of the youth that Oregon State possesses at the position. You know, no longer have people like Marie Gulich and the other from the last couple years some really high high quality centers that are playing professionally so it's been interesting to watch the freshmen match matchup I think so far they've done about as good as they can do for you know young freshmen who haven't played you know a regular season college d1
0: game so really encouraged by that what are some thoughts you think are maybe going through the Oregon State team squad side as they're facing up against their idols we've prefaced this before but I mean, once they've gotten a half under their belts against them, the butterflies are probably out of their stomach and they're feeling a little more comfortable in this game.
1: Yeah, you know, I think they're going to look to shoot better, shooting 13 to 36 right now, 5 of 17 from the three point line. You know, they're like usually, you see Oregon State shoot a little bit better than that, but we also don't see them match up against these top-notch players. But I would guess right now that's offensively one of their focuses. Also, Team USA is trapping like crazy on those high screens. You know, when Kennedy Brown, Taylor Jones come up to the wing three-point line and screen. You know, USA is committing two players and having one of those players be a post. Um, That's just a lot of length and a lot of just body in the way of Oregon State's guards.
0: You mentioned earlier, Damian Lillard and high screens, maybe referencing some NBA similarities to the women's game right here, of course, and the WNBA, as we're seeing. But you see the... Importance of the guard position in both qualities. However, we're seeing in this game the posts almost taking over the game in a way. Obviously, there's a speed difference on the professional side. But what are your thoughts there in both teams' abilities to utilize these post players?
1: I think they're both doing real well, doing about as good as they can, especially on Oregon State side when you have these, you know, 18, 19-year-old girls matching up against players that are perhaps in their 30s. And you know, have spent more time in the pro. And these players have spent playing basketball. You know, it's really interesting to see those matchups and see how the Taylor Jones, the Kennedy Browns, and Patricia Morris match up against people like
0: Ngwoo McKay and Fowles. Now, as we get into the second half here between Oregon State Women's Basketball and Team USA, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen essentially? You know,
1: I ultimately, while the Beavers have some positive signs, and, you know, they might be getting their jitters out, I still think USA has another level in them. They haven't shot particularly well by their standards. Early in the game, we saw them miss, you know, some really makeable shots. I'm expecting them to fine-tune that, and as they continue to play together and get more comfortable with this gap of a lot of young players and a lot of older players, Um, I still think USA can turn it into another gear, and we'll see if Team USA
0: can adjust. Now, as we enter into the second half, as mentioned, the two teams are warming up. We've got some interesting stories and facts here by Matt Brooks that he's gathered up. Would you care to get, share some of these for us?
1: I just think it'd be interesting to watch as well. Michaela Pivik in the second half. You know, last summer she spent time playing at the Pan American Games with Team USA, got a silver. She's a part of that team. They finished four and one in Lima, Peru. So see if maybe some of her veteran experience also is now a senior, has three years of college basketball under her belt. Maybe see if she can help you know, in that locker room, in that auto, motivate the young players and see if LSU can continue to battle and grind out and hopefully ultimately finish this game
0: with a closer score. You see as you mentioned, Alea Goodman coming into this game with a lot of energy on both sides of the ball. Maybe coming off some coaching this prior summer, she's feeling some of that intensity and trying to get the rest of the squad on that level.
1: Yeah, she had an excellent season last year, winning sixth player of the year. Should be interesting. Her shooting is awesome, as we've seen in the last couple years. So, as Team USA continues to trap, and maybe she can be off ball. Maybe they get looks around, move the ball, and get her open for a couple looks and get her going. Also, same case with Destiny Slocum, who just really is not shooting the best right now. Only 3 of 10, shooting 2 of 8 from the three-point line. And, you know, most fans know Slocum is a better shooter than 2 of 8 from the three-point line. So, see if they
0: can get some better looks for her, better looks for Goodman, and, you know, maybe even break this game open surprising people. Now, I'm truly curious on Ruek's end and his coaching style for this matchup. Playing players that they idolize so much in this note. However, do you think maybe he told them let it loose a little more, have fun with this game, as we've been seeing a lot of outside shots? Or is there just an absolute ability on the defensive end of Team USA to just stop them in any way possible?
1: I would almost wonder if it's Ruek's confidence because, you know, you, you miss a shot. Obviously, a lot of people are going to get down on themselves, but, you know, people are at their best when they're hitting shots, playing confidence. So I think it's almost even Ruik out there saying, you know, you're getting these good looks. Keep shooting them. Have confidence and trust your abilities that have gotten you to the top level of a college women's basketball.
0: Go out there, play your game, and uh, see what happens. Now let's see if the women's basketball team can get off to a hot start here as they trail Team USA 36-31. to 31. Beginning the second half here with a packed house at Gill Coliseum. It looks like Aguumake might have gotten hit on the eye. Some sort of
1: math clip that saw Michaela Pivik fall down. Maybe a loose hand got in the eye or something like that. But hopefully she's doing okay. It looks like she's okay, and they'll uh, start the game up here in just a second or
0: two. As Kay toughens it out here, Oregon State will take the ball from their own baseline. Alea Goodman to inbound the pass. Goodman gets it out to Cutting Jones. Goodman is swarmed in the corner, and they're going to call a foul on fouls again. We saw another another example
1: of Team USA trapping, especially in that little corner when I was younger. Basketball coaches used to call it the coffin corner because of what happens when you have so many different players in such a tight space.
0: Looks like it happened there, and Team USA just got unlucky to have the foul called on them. Team USA controlling the ball here as Slocum looks inside to Kennedy Brown. Brown being sworn by Gwumike, who converts with a steal here, passing it off to Taurasi, who's controlling the ball. Tarossi kicks it back out to Gwumike, gives it out to Augustus, who's looking left. Feeds it into Agwumike. And she converts for the short jumper. 38-31 Team USA. That free throw line jumper was buttery. Hit nothing but net.
1: There's no doubt about it. When she gets an open look like that, Agwumike is going to finish.
0: A smooth stroke there by Agwumike as reference. Pivik coming in. Looking left. Gives it back to Brown as Brown makes a move inside. A hook shot is no good. Rebound Team USA. Bird pushes the tempo here with Trossi out to the left being guarded here by Oregon State cases it back out to Aglumike fakes out looks into Fowles converts for the left-handed bucket
1: Taylor Jones still up there great finish by Fowles with Jones all up in her business nothing you
0: can do about that couldn't have played that any better as Oregon State crowd rising a little more maybe getting back into this game as it's been a slow start for the half Slocum looking left she makes a quick crossover move, moving down to her right, and they will call it off on Team USA. Fouls there, knocked it off, and Oregon State will receive the ball at their own baseline. Yeah, so you've talked about the speed of Destiny Slocum, showing it off a little bit there. Maybe per, maybe throughout this half she'll continue to cut open and find good lanes. Pivot with a nice fake there. Move inside, and she converts for the two... Pointer. A little floater on the inside. Move impressive by Michaela Pivik. She lost the handle there for
1: a second, but good to see her regain it in a tight space and ultimately finish and put more points on the board for the
0: Beavers. Fouls continuing to strengthen her size down in the paint. Yeah, inside the restricted
1: area like that, it, it's pretty hard when you have fouls matching up against young Taylor Jones. Jones is playing about as well as she can, but... Ultimately, it's hard to stop professional players.
0: A nice space created there by Slocum as she's running back on the other end. Augustus controlling the ball. A cutting of Glumike powers her way in and fantastic defense by Brown. As she gets the steal and pushes it up to Goodman. Goodman looks over to Pivik from the right side, cannot finish on the three.
1: Is great defense there by the young Kennedy Brown able to strip the ball away and
0: nothing but ball and couldn't even get a shot off. Team USA maybe slowing their tempo here on the other side compared to the first half they will call an offensive foul on Tarasi, pushing off Goodman there a little bit. Yeah Tarasi is not happy about that motion towards the ref asking what she did wrong and doesn't look like she's too happy at the moment as you mentioned not happy about it it's nice to see a little competitive fire from team usa playing this exhibition matchup
1: absolutely it's so easy in exhibition matchups like this just to take it easy and just shoot the shots you want to shoot and have a little bit more fun with it but seeing both teams take it obviously have a little bit more of a serious edge here it's great for fans great for players and ultimately
0: there's truly a win-win at this stage of the season Slocum tries to split the defenses and can as Augustus comes up with the steal. Team USA pushes it the other way. Bird out to the left over to Aglumike. Kicks it off to Tarasi, and they're going to call a foul here on Slocum as Augustus was trying to cut around her and could not get away. Yeah, it looked like they got
1: tangled up there. Slocum, a little, little bit of confusion there. But once again, you see some of the emotion coming out this early in an exhibition game. Love to see it. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. A lot of fun to see some emotion by an exhibition matchup as reference. The jumper, no good by Augustus as Pivik pushes the floor. Pivik has the ball moving from her right to left. At the top of the baseline, pushes it to Goodman with a step back. She cannot convert the jumper. Nice space created there, though. In and out. Goodman's step back moves like that
1: are even getting professionals to jump around and open up space. Really excited to see what she can do when she starts playing some college athletes and really see how much space she can open up we see Jasmine Simmons come onto the floor
0: She's coming out for Michaela Pivic. watching this team play such a fast-paced bigger squad how do you think it's going to prep them for factual play
1: You know, I think it's really big because we've talked about some of the bigs that OSU has. So to show that, you know, currently halfway or almost halfway through the third quarter, they're down by nine points to Team USA playing a fast-paced game, even though at times, we've seen Kennedy Brown and Taylor Jones on the floor at the same time with the 6'4 Jones and 6'6 Brown
0: still able to get up and down the floor and make an impact for the Beavers. You see some frustration there by Dan Hughes, co-coach of the Team USA squad.
1: Yeah, they've had a couple fouls in the last couple possessions, so perhaps he's, I don't know if he's mad at the
0: referees or players or just getting frustrated in the heat of the game. Slocum at the top of the key gives it to Goodman. Goodman for three, she converts. 42-36,
1: Team USA lead, Oregon State. No step back needed that time, Soren. Nice set foot jump
0: shot and nothing but net. Does not get more silky than that one. Tarasi at the top of the key gives it to Aglumike. Looking inside, a steal by Slocum. She's looking up to Goodman. Goodman's going to run it down. She's going to take it out. Shoot the three from the left side. Cannot convert. Man, Reser would have
1: exploded if she hit that. The crowd getting a little more excitement
0: here. Gil, sorry, let me correct that. Gil, Reser... (laughs) They're right next to each other. Same side of campus. It's close. It's okay. (laughs) While Goodman has the ball at the top of the key. Looking in, Trossi falling back on defense a little bit as Washington has the ball. Passed into wide open Goodman. Goodman does not put up the shot. Gives it out to Slocum with a quick move and is rejected. Looked like fouls got nothing but ball there and sent that one into the stands. That was an aggressive one, but clean. Team USA leads Oregon State woman 44-36. We're going to take a one-minute break here. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
3: Do you like art? How about photography, poetry, or storytelling? Well, PRISM has a place for you. PRISM is the arts and literary journal here at OSU, and we are always accepting student submissions for art from people of all interests, backgrounds, and majors. Find the entry form on our blog, orangemedianetwork.com slash PRISM, or reach out to us at PRISM at oregonstate.edu, or find us on social media at OSU PRISM. See you soon. (sighs)
4: Hey Beavers, let's talk about sleep. Did you know two-thirds of students experience extreme drowsiness in class and that poor sleep habits can negatively impact your GPA? It's recommended to get between seven to nine hours of quality sleep each night. Blue light emitted from electronic devices hinders the production of melatonin, the hormone that readies you for sleep. If you have trouble falling asleep, try turning off screens at least one hour before going to bed, avoiding caffeine before 2 p.m., and maintaining a regular sleep schedule. CAPS wishes you a better sleep tonight. Hi, I'm Ed Ray, President of Oregon State University, and you are listening to 88.7 KBVR Corvallis, your place for college radio, by the students, for the students.
5: Estás sintonizando a KBB
4: Archibald 68.7 FM. Si tienes
5: alguna sugerencia, quieres saludar o simplemente quieres hablar un ratito, llámame a 541-737-3777. Lo voy a decir otra vez, 541-737-3777. Sigue sintonizando para la mejor música, con los mejores DJs, con lo mejor de la programación.
8: You want to keep up with everything from kbvr fm on our twitter at kbvr underscore fm you can talk with your favorite dj stay up on the latest from our music blog and let us know what you've been listening to we care about what you have to say here at your college station 88.7 fm kbvr corvallis
7: hey yo, this is tristan jj bill and this is
6: malia and, and
7: we're Dog breath. breath. And you're listening to KBVR Corvallis. Corvallis. Go, Suns.
0: Welcome back to KBVR Corvallis Radio. Soren Carr here along with Matthew Brooks. We've got a fun exhibition matchup here with Team USA leading a low scoring game against Oregon State women's basketball 44 to 36. It's been a great game so far, you know, to be down eight
1: halfway through the third quarter. Encouraging for the Beavers, you know. They got Team USA has some real length on the defensive side of the ball with Simone Augustus and fouls, but OSU's responding pretty well.
0: As Beavers take over from their own baseline. Passed into Slocum by Goodman. Slocum with a spin move, step back, fakes it, gives it out to Goodman, who feeds it into Washington. Washington pump fake, converts on the bucket with her getting swarmed there by
1: fouls. And yeah, she's really, we saw Asia Wilson earlier in the game put up some real nice blocks. So Maddie Washington, props to her for finishing over.
0: And a jump ball here with some tight defense by the Beavers, continuing this low-scoring battle comparably to the Saturday matchup with Stanford, which was 195-80. Yeah, you see Kennedy Brown right there. The minute the ball gets loose, she's on the ground diving for it. Bird for three, no good. A rebound by Wilson over. But it is finally taken back by Kennedy Brown as Goodman controls the pace for the Beaver squad. Yeah.
1: Good play by Washington, able to get her arms in the passing lane, deflect the pass, where Goodman was
0: ultimately able to grab the ball and bring it up the floor for the Beavers. Rurik's squad starting to dissect this defense, even if they're getting outplayed in ways, as they get the jump ball and will start it off from their own baseline with some substitutions. Yeah, you definitely brought it up. Oregon State's doing a great job this half. They're really starting to
1: find some gaps, find some good looks, and You know, perhaps we can see them bring the game closer than the
0: six-point lead that it currently is for Team USA Impressive start here as mentioned And Brown nearly travels, fakes it out, finally feeds it into Washington, who loses control again, and the swarming defense continues by Team USA, kicks it out to Simmons, Simmons, and it will be a shot clock violation after that miraculous pass from the corner by Washington. Yeah, you saw the crowd there,
1: wanted her to pull up, wanted her to shoot, but defense was close, didn't feel comfortable, and decided to
0: opt for the floater instead, but wasn't able to get it off in time. Chelsea Gray controls the floor, passes it into Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson has it at the top of the key as she scopes out the play. and alley-oop to Agwumike, and it is good.
1: It's not something you see very often in the women's game, but still exciting and fun to watch
0: nonetheless. Well, an eight-point lead now by Team USA after that impressive pass up by Wilson, showing both sides of the ball, and Goodman takes it north to south and finishes on the layup. she yeah, does great job coming off the screen, coming around, getting a good lay-in and ultimately finishing. It. The crowd getting into the game here a little more after that layup. As Agumake finishes on the push floater there to make it an 8-point lead again for Team USA. Leah Goodman has the ball at the top of the key for cutting Slocum. Slocum finds an opening. She's looking right. She makes a quick move, dives to the left, and a foul is called on Igwumike. Yeah, it's impressive to see Slocum with the fast cut, fast crossover, get
1: right past Skyler Diggins, smith like it's nothing, get to the line, and uh, hopefully get some
0: more points on the board for the Beavers. Now they are calling it a shooting foul here. Slocum will have two chances. This will be one of the first times we see the Beavers at the free throw line.
1: I can't think of a time earlier, maybe they've had a shot or two, but. I believe it is the first time.
0: And Slocum converts on the first one, making it a seven point game, 48 to 47. Team USA in the red, Oregon State women's basketball in the white.
1: Looks like Pivix at the scorer's table getting ready to come in. So
0: if Slocum makes this, we could see that happen. Very efficient set of substitutions throughout this game by Rurik, as usual. As he's giving his best players some room for rest. As they get back into this game against Team USA, only a six-point game. See Simmons, the sophomore,
1: come off for experienced Michaela Pivic. Maybe OSU, maybe they're viewing this as their opportunity to score some points and get back into the game and cut into the six-point deficit. Well put
0: there as there's a cluck. The pass inside, and again, Wilson continues her strong game.
1: Yeah, it's hard to match up against Wilson. She's listed at somewhere around 6'5", but she's also
0: really long, so hard to score against nice. her. Nice. Baked there, no good from Oregon State. Kennedy Brown on the shot. As north to south, Agwumike, with a great pass there by Chelsea Gray, finishes for two in a 10-point game. Oregon State's not controlling that defensive glass like
1: they were in the last half, so look for them to continue to shore that up and prevent coast-to-coast
0: breaks like that last one. Another steal, this time by Wilson, taking it again, finishing the layup on Washington. Starting to separate themselves slowly with their biggest lead of the game and a timeout call by Ruick. We're gonna take a one-minute break here as Team USA leads Oregon State 54 to 42. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
9: Hey, You're tuned in to KBVR-FM, Oregon State's student-run, student-operated radio station.
8: The number one place for people with a passion for music to come and get together and share that passion with the world.
6: Whoa, the whole world. The
9: whole world. Yeah, hopefully they're listening to something else.
8: Should I cancel my audition for American Idol? You
9: might want to think about it
3: you like art? How about photography, poetry, or storytelling? Well, PRISM has a place for you. PRISM is the arts and literary journal here at OSU, and we are always accepting student submissions for art from people of all interests, backgrounds, and majors. Find the entry form on our blog, orangemedianetwork.com PRISM, or reach out to us at PRISM at oregonstate.edu, or find us on social media at OSU PRISM. See you soon!
0: Welcome again. You're listening to KVVR Corvallis as Oregon State women's basketball faces off against Team USA. Team USA leading 54-42 with 1 minute 50 seconds left here in the third quarter. Soren Carr here along with Matthew Brooks. Matt, what have you thought about this so far? You
1: know, I definitely noticed the improvement from the second to third quarter in terms of the offensive game for Oregon State. While they might not be scoring more points. You know, they're looking a lot more comfortable with USA, with Team USA's stout defense. Haven't seen as many of those traps on the high screens. Don't know if that's game planning from Team USA or if Ruick's just formulated a plan to prevent that from happening. But we'll look to see how
0: USA's defense and faces off against the Beaver offense in the rest of the quarter. You see a little separation here as the game has extended to a 12-point lead for Team USA. What adjustments do you see Ruik making here as he calls this timeout with a short amount of time left in the third period? You know, I think he's right now in that huddle, He's
1: probably just talking about shoring up, you know, ball security. Just a minute or two ago, it was a six-point game, but we saw a couple turnovers. USA was able to get out, run, get easy looks at the rim, so perhaps focusing on grabbing those loose rebounds, not giving the ball away, and you know making USA earn those points the hard way through half-court offense. It's a lot easier to score a bucket running in transition. you have got an open lane than it is
0: to open up that look in a half-court set. Speaking of these transition plays, we're going to counter over to some of these driving finishes that Oregon State is struggling with purely because of the size differential on these guards. Yeah, you know, while
1: Oregon State might have more height, more players at the 6'1 or above, some of the USA's guards are just, they're big. Skyler Diggins, six foot. Chelsea Gray, 5'11", you know. Sue Bird at 5'9". These players that are, you know, tremendous basketball players, tremendous guards, are just outplaying some of the Beaver guards defensively.
0: Now, as we look to finish the third quarter here, Oregon State trails Team USA 54 to 42 with a minute 50 left in the third period. It's like Janessa
1: Thrope re-entered the game. Coming on for Destiny Slocum.
0: Washington controlling the ball here with Oregon State. but Kayla Pivik called for the double dribble there with some tough defense there again. Yeah, referee delayed there for a minute. Looked like she
1: had it immediately. It was a little bit of delay. Saw USA's bench get a little bit upset,
0: but call eventually came out. That hesitation came out, and when you show a weakness against a squad, they pretty much prove it to you by making you mess up in a way. I mean, Team USA is the best women's basketball team in
1: the world as far as we know, and they've shown it through all the gold medals they've won in the recent years, all their records, all the wins. You know, they're showing it out there tonight. They're showing the class It might not be a big lead, big gap between the two teams, but USA has looked much the
0: better team throughout this evening as Goodman looks as a shot clock trails on her out to Jones Jones gets blocked Team USA takes it in a looking for the fast break point and converts making the lead 14 now with 50 seconds left in the third quarter once
1: again that stifling defense OSU not able to get their hands on the miss on the tipped shot Team USA gets out pushes the break it's another easy look at the rim
0: Pivot controlling the ball here, passing it out to Goodman. Goodman getting a screen by Jones and is fouled. The foul finally called there on LaShea Clarendon. Yeah, and we talked
1: about it earlier. Team USA had a couple of pl- plays in a row, a couple possessions where they were giving out or they were doing, committing some goofy fouls. You've seen them tighten it up, and as they've tightened it up, they've been able to build this lead out to What's now a 14 point game as Goodman
0: steps up to the line. Only the second free throw attempted as a player. Aleah Goodman here does not convert on the first one.
1: Nothing but net on that second one. You can tell that first miss impacted her and she had to make it
0: perfect. The sharp shooting guard gets subbed out and Simmons comes in starting to wonder as this game progresses
1: if Oregon State's going to start giving time to some of the lesser known players or players who haven't perhaps played as much like Patricia Morris or even Noelle Mannon, the
0: redshirt walk-on. Chelsea Gray here as the shot clock goes down passes it into Asia Wilson who finishes with some contact there on the other end. Team USA full in full court pressure Five-second call on Oregon State, and it will be a turnover.
1: Yeah, you know, Oregon State got off to that great start, but as the game is worn on, USA has shown their class, and what a great team they have shown that they are. As Kennedy Brown comes on to the, comes into the game for Maddie Washington.
0: Team USA looks to inbound the ball. Kicks it out to Gray, shoots the corner, shot. Hits it right before the buzzer, 60 to 43. Team USA extends their lead. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.
6: The Corvallis-Benton County Public Library invites anyone 16 and older to a craft night taking place on Tuesday, November 12th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. in the library's main meeting room.
9: Sponsored by the Arts Center and the Friends of the Corvallis-Benton County Public Library, the craft night will focus on making pinecone forest creatures. Try a new project using the library supplies or bring your own project and supplies. For more information, please call 541-766-6793. For disability accommodations, please call 541-766-6928 at least 48 hours in advance of the event.
6: Hi, this is Gabrielle Louise. I'm a singer-songwriter from Colorado. You're listening to KBVR, Corvallis.
7: Everybody knows that
6: the play is coming. Everybody knows that the plague moves
4: fast. Hey, what's up? This is Sam. Aiden. Justin and Luke from Spiller. And you're listening to KBVR Corvallis
7: Radio. At
8: Beaver's Digest, our publication is divided into three sections. Create, experience, and hashtag GoBeeves. In Create, the focus is on building a creative and healthy lifestyle. The experience section is where BD highlights key student figures in hopes to elevate their voices in the greater Corvallis community. The third section, hashtag GoBeeves, is where we seek to cover anything OSU sports or spirit related. You can check out our latest issue on stands around
4: campus now. Hi, I'm Ed Ray, President of Oregon State University, and you are listening to 88.7 KBVR Corvallis, your place for college radio by the students for the students.
0: Welcome back to Gill Coliseum in Corvallis, Oregon, with a matchup between Team USA and the Oregon State Women's Basketball Squad. As Carol Menken, the former Beaver star here, was just honored by the crowd with a standing ovation. Yeah, we'll
1: see if that energy that you know Beaver fans showed out. They represent and love to show off how much they appreciate the contributions of former alumni like Carol. You know, interesting to look around at the banners here. We've got some amazing names hanging on the rafters like Gary Payton, AC Green, Dale Thomas, even Ralph Miller. You know, even the Mr. Gill himself, Slats Gill, hanging up in the banners.
0: Now on our break here, we were just talking about Chelsea Gray and making her first appearance for Team USA. The 5'11", 27-year-old from the Los Angeles Sparks. What are your thoughts on her performance so far, playing point guard a little bit? You know,
1: she hit that last shot had a good look. Looks like she's comfortable shooting, you know. Maybe she hasn't had as big an impact as the post, but that's just the function of this game. We've seen a lot of battles down in the trenches, you know, so far. She's looked fine, done well, you know, coming out of Duke. Must be fun coming back to the West Coast, hailing from Manteca, California. Can only imagine what's going through her mind as she's making her Team USA debut.
0: Florendon at the top of the key, gives it back to Asia Wilson with another shot there. She continues to pound in the paint with 10 points. Yeah, you know, she's got 10
1: points right now, but it really does feel like she has more with just her positive impact on the game.
0: A nice pass in there by Slocum to cutting Taylor Jones, who has fouled on the player, and will shoot two free throws. Yeah, it's good to see U- or Oregon State
1: opening up some of those looks, getting close shots for their post players. Hopefully they can continue doing that throughout this quarter and cut into that Team USA lead, which right now stands
0: at 19 points. Now, maybe as Team USA continues to extend this lead, do you see them taking their focus off the game in any way, or Ruik putting in some reserves, or do you see him continuing to play a lot of his starters, get him some quality reps against a quality opponent like this?
1: You know, I think it could be a mix of both. We might see Slocum, the Slocums of the world, maybe staying for a little bit more, but... Ultimately, I do. I could imagine he might get some of the lesser-known players in there because this is some valuable experience playing against some top-notch players like Chelsea Gray, like Asia Wilson. You know, even though we haven't seen players like Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi in the game in quite a little bit of time,
0: you know, it's still valuable experience nonetheless to play these top-notch athletes. Oregon State holding their own thus far against Team USA and these top-notch athletes. As Asia Wilson will shoot two free throws again here after the foul by Taylor Jones Wilson converts on the first one making it a 20 point lead continuing the biggest lead of the game trend here with 9-12 left in the fourth period the student section have a little bit of fun
1: chanting out there I've seen them do some pretty wild stuff but looks like they're saving it for the regular season everything from masks to little
0: spinning wheels
1: you know i've seen it all sitting in that student section van likes to have a lot of fun out here
0: oregon state fans like to have their fun of course as they transition indoors from football coming into the basketball season with only a few games left remaining on the home schedule this week, of course, we will be covering it, Matt Brooks and I, against University of Washington as Goodman hits the three pointer. Excuse me, Pivot. And Pivot comes down the other way.
1: It's like Taylor Jones drawing another foul there, this time on Skylar Diggins Smith. You know, great defense from Morgan State after that Pivot deep two. It did get called the two. His really, really close foot was on the line but good to see some positivity coming from this OSU defense especially in transition when USA is clearly looking to push the pace a little bit Jones misses the first two attempts
0: Oregon State finding the line a little bit more here maybe Rooks message was transitioning over to a little more aggressive play on the offensive end yeah As Clarendon takes the ball at the top of the key, looking into Wilson. Wilson fakes right. She goes left, and the ball is stolen by Taylor Jones. Yeah, so in these last couple possessions, Oregon State's defense has looked
1: a lot better. I don't know what Ruick said in that huddle, but something's changed.
0: Slocum showing off a fancy move there. Cannot convert the pass, and the ball is stolen by Clarendon. Clarendon pushing the ball, looking out. Kicks it out to Chelsea Gray again, and behind the back pass, Inside And the hustle there by Clarendon gets the offensive board. Now, Oregon State has got to box out. I know she's a guard, and they were sitting out on the perimeter, but got a body up once that shot goes up. Asia Wilson at the top of the key drives right, and the impressive finish with her opposing hand, the right hand. And Wilson converts for two as the lead is 66-45 to with 7.50 left to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, she's left-handed, but you wouldn't know
1: it off of that looking... Comf- just as comfortable driving to her right side as she did her left. pivot
0: controlling the game here. Keeping her tempo at her own with the defense swarming her. The foul will be called on Chelsea Gray. York, <laughs> and they Gray. will take the ball from their own baseline. The the game for TV, Leia Goodman, Goodman coming on for Taylor team. Jones. She,
1: you know, quieted down a little bit in that third quarter but she's really started to come back and really you know make a positive impact on this game as the fourth quarter continues and you know earns
0: her rest now as the ball is tipped out of bounds, there by Alicia Gray getting her first playing time the six-foot guard from the Dallas Wings should be interesting now, too. Oregon State has gone really small.
1: With Outside of Kennedy Brown, they've got guards Slocum, Pivick, Alaya Goodman, and then Janessa Thrope in there as well. So it should be interesting to see how Oregon State's small defense or small, gar, or small lineup matches up with this Team
0: USA squad. Skyler Diggins-Smith with a the steal there. And a travel is called on fouls as Oregon State will take over the ball. Yeah, speaking of throw pay, coming into
1: the game just a second ago, but coming in and, you know, playing hands up, straight up defense, and
0: ultimately causing the travel. Team USA continues their solid field goal percentage at 63%. Oregon State, however, at 37. As there is going to be a foul call here on Team USA, the FISA call the six-foot-one guard from the Minnesota Lynx. Thrope goes to the line here. Hopefully
1: she can capitalize and gets cut into that Team USA lead.
0: Janessa Thrope does not convert on the first free throw. 66 to 45, Team USA leads Oregon State. 7.19 left to go here in the fourth quarter. Converts on the second, gets it back. Looking a lot more comfortable after that shot.
1: Good to see the six-foot-two senior out of Chino, California, convert and get another point back for the Beavers.
0: Nafisa Collier at the top of the key passes it to Diggins Smith, and the foul will be called on on Kennedy Brown, fouling fouls there. Like Sue Birds
1: coming in for Chelsea Gray. It's been a little bit of while, a little while since we've seen her in the game, but seems heavy
0: playing time.
1: Come off that rest and make an impact for Team USA.
0: A solid close out there by Thrope as Diggin Smith feeds it into fouls. Who cannot lose his grasp of the ball, gets it back. The ball goes back to Alicia Gray, who gives it back to Bird at the top of the key and slows things down. Screen and a steal there by Alea Goodman. Goodman looks to push it. She's got... They will call a foul on... They will convert. Calling it an and one. They did not call the foul on the ground. Yeah, Slocum got the
1: ball and got that contact up near where Coach Scott Ruick was at the end of the scorer's table. Interesting to see that they kept the basket.
0: A little bit of a hometown call there maybe for the Beavers as Slocum looks for the and one to her two-point bucket
1: oh I'm wondering it looks like they, he's gonna shoot like two so yeah. looks like Team USA might be in the penalty now
0: 66 to 47 Slocum cannot convert on the second rally effort there by throw pay for the rebound bird pushes the floor controls the tempo she's looking left she takes a jumper Cannot convert on the play. Slocum with a strong one-handed rebound. Pushing the floor quickly. Looks back to Goodman. Goodman looks for the shot, but does not take it. Settles back and will control the offense at the top of the key on the Beavers logo. Some confusion here by the Beavers' offense as Goodman has a lot of dribbling. She will pull up on the three. The three is no good. Oregon State will come out with the ball. The ball back to throw pan. They'll slow it down with Goodman at the top of the key again. Looking right with some strong defense by Diggin Smith and the block, gives it back to Sue Bird who controls the tempo for Team USA. Just bullying her way inside. There is Sylvia Knowles on top of Kennedy Brown, the freshman, getting her first taste there of an elbow from a WNBA player. Yes, how do you think that tastes? Pretty rough
1: as we see fouls come up to the line and take huh. her and one shot.
0: Fouls continues to impress me in this game here. The post for Team USA really showing their stuff here. Yeah. Six foot six
1: center. 33 years old though, so she's she's had the, quite the time in the WNBA playing from in the like Minnesota. She's 23. <laughs> Product of LSU in 2008, Soren. Long time ago. At least for us.
0: Slocum at the top of the key here for the Beavers. 69-47, to 47, 540 left in the fourth for Oregon State. They will call a foul on Bird at the top of the key for cutting Slocum. And they are in the bonus, so Slocum will shoot free throws. We'll see if she can hit some. Oregon
1: State has really struggled to hit their free throws here in this half, so we'll see if Slocum can turn it around, and get a couple shots, get her shot going, and uh, energize this Oregon State free throw.
0: Slocum, 3-for-12 on the game, 4-for-5 from the free throw line. How critical are these free throws in gaining her confidence a little more?
1: She strikes me as a really confident player in general. You know, first player on the floor. She's shooting step backs in the game. I'm not worried about Slocum's confidence. I think right now at this point, like most preseason games, it's all about getting in that groove so she can get that ironed out. Her free throws are hitting right now, but she can get that shooting percentage rolling and get get ready for the regular season. She could be in for big year as OSU looks to, uh, you know, build off of a good season last year, good couple of seasons in Corvallis under
0: Scott Rueck and hopefully make a run at the title this year. As Team USA will inbound the ball from their own baseline. Pass in by Alicia Gray, out to Collier. Collier passes it to Clarendon. And a foul called on Slocum as Taurasi hits the floor. Maybe a little bit of a theatrical effort there put on her end. Yeah, Soren, I'm not too sure about that When It looked
1: like she just ran straight through two teammates who were both trying to set screens and maybe hit knees with them, but Slocum was nearby, was extending her arms, trying to play some defense, and ultimately gets tagged with the foul.
0: You see Tarassi pushing off Slocum a little there, having some fun with her, talking a little trash to each other, and a high five for gamesmanship between the two. Good to see that even though that last play looked
1: a little bit worse than it could have you know see Tarazzi come up walk it off and joke around smile a little bit with Destiny Slocum no hard feelings you know good to see for all
0: fans as Tarasi comes up to shoot her free throws as competitive as all these players are as they're the best at what they do in their sport it's fun to see them have a little fun in this mm-hmm. game you know maybe pat each other on the back after some of these plays crack a few jokes enjoy themselves after all the hard work they're doing absolutely and they deserve it too with all the hard work that goes into being these world-class athletes
1: both for team usa as well as for the oregon state beavers it's you know always nice to have a little bit of fun here and there Um, especially in these exhibitions where you're afforded a little bit more freedom because there's not as much on the line as pivick's pass gets intercepted
0: pivick tosses the ball over the river and it's stolen forendon at the top of the key shoots the jumper from the left wing does not finish Good effort there by Team USA to get it back, although Goodman comes up with a ball. She pushes it down the floor, and she's going left. Kicks it back out to Slocum. Washington trying to get open in the key, but can't get outside of her. Slocum spinning around. Gets an opening. Converts on a two-pointer. 70-51 Oregon State, 435 Team USA leads. Yeah, Soren, looks like she might have gotten away with one,
1: perhaps pushing off a little bit. Um, Overall, just an awkward play, but glad to see she
0: got the open look and uh, made the most of it. Two more points for the Beavers. As Pivik looks the other end, going coast to coast as she cannot finish the left-handed layup. Washington with some great effort, not giving up, no matter the score, 414 left, jump ball called. Yeah, and that's the second time in the second
1: half where we've seen players, you know, balls on the ground, they're diving for it, doing everything they can get. They might be down 19 and it might be preseason, but they're really preparing to do their best this year.
0: Love to see this effort by Oregon State despite the score. Team USA leads 70-51 to with 414 left in the fourth quarter. You are listening to KBVR Corvallis.
5: Do you want to learn how to fix your broken items? Bring them to the Fall Repair Fair on Wednesday, November 13th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the OSU's store. Volunteers will help you learn how to repair your belongings. Attend demos to learn more about repairing things like appliances, electronics, housewares, clothing, computers, and bicycles. Drop-in demos will also be offered each hour. Repair fairs are sponsored by the OSU Waste Watchers, helping you save
7: money, gain skills, and reduce waste. In this political climate, it's more important than ever to know who carries your voice in government. Oregon senators are Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley, and the 4th District's Peter DeFazio represents the area around the OSU campus in the House of Representatives. To make your voice heard, you can find emails and phone numbers for your congresspeople at senate.gov and house.gov. To go beyond the headlines and soundbites to get a better sense of how complex political issues affect us here at home, you can listen to Orange Media Network's Perspectives podcast with me, Joe Wolf. Perspectives is available on iTunes and Google Play. Just search Orange Media Network Perspectives and subscribe.
0: Welcome back to Gill Coliseum in Corvallis, Oregon, and the beautiful Willamette Valley. 8.43 p.m. here with an exhibition matchup between Team USA and the Oregon State Women's Basketball Squad. 70 to 51. Team USA leads to score. What are your thoughts right now as Team USA continues to extend this lead? You know, Oregon State definitely, they've started looking good. They
1: might be down 19. They had a little bit of a rough third quarter, but I thought they'd really turned it around a little bit in the fourth quarter. Might be down 19, but overall, it looks like they're just playing a lot better. It looks like they're a little bit more comfortable than they were. Team USA might not be pressing as hard, so it's opening up
0: some more opportunities for Oregon State to get some good looks. After that hot start by Oregon State, They've simmered off a little bit. What do you think Coach Rooks discussing with his team in terms of the outcome of this game and keeping their heads up? As well as they played together with them in the first half, Team USA has kind of spread their distance apart from them in a way. Yeah, and I think also Rooks
1: probably talking a little bit about the turnovers. You know, Oregon State has like 16 turnovers at this point. So trying to just clean up some of the mistakes and uh, get some more positive offensive possessions.
0: Lay Goodman at the top of the key. Controlling the ball for the Beavers. Trying to get around Diggins Smith. Doesn't find room. Slocum with a room to the right. She is swatted. Met at the top by Nafisa Collier. Great step back by Slocum who opened up a lot of space. Shot clock winding down. Goodman from deep range. She hits the three. Drops it down to 16 point deficit for the Beavers. 70-54. to 54. Team USA leads. Looks like Oregon State was running out of options, but Goodman
1: with the deep three ball had to be three or four feet off the line. Nothing but
0: net. Showing her sharpshooter abilities as Wilson cannot finish her trademark step back fadeaway there. And she's been
1: utilizing that a lot today, Soren. As she gets near the restricted area, surely it's usually going to be
0: a make, but that time it's off. Slocum at the top of the key. She's looking right. She finds Washington out there to a Patricia Morris, who is fouled on the floor by Sylvia... Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson, Not, not very me. happy
1: about that call. I don't know what she said, but I could see she said something under her breath that
0: probably wasn't radio suitable. We'll make sure to keep that message away from you folks at home here as Patricia Morris is at the free throw line. Does not get the friendly bounce. Another miss from the Oregon State
1: free throw line. They've shot under 50% through the game, only hitting seven of
0: probably, what, 15, 16 free throws by now? Looking at these post-game stats, we're going to be... Scott Ruick for this matter, will be maybe scratching his head on some of these plays. Yeah, thinking we've got some free throw drills coming in the next week or two. Nice move there by... Asia Wilson continuing her fantastic play with 16 points, leading the scoring battle for both
1: squads. You know, like I mentioned earlier, she might only have 16 right now, but it feels like she has
0: 30. Her impact on this game has been tremendous. Slocum gives it to Washington at the top of the key. Nice fake there by Pivik. However, the defense gets the best of her. Diggins Smith pushes the floor. Florendon on the left side, looking for a screen from Collier. She'll shoot the jumper from the left end and hit. 74-54. Team USA makes it a 20-point lead. 2.27 left here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so Team
1: USA just putting on a clinic right now. They're getting to their spots. They're playing their defense. And quite frankly, there's nothing that Oregon State can do that can really stop them. They can only try to mitigate the effects that Team USA's organization is having.
0: Pivot kicks to Washington, who can't hit the shot. Rendon runs the floor, kicks it to Diggin Smith. Diggin Smith runs from left to right with the ball. Excuse me, right to left. Back to Asia Wilson, again, continuing that easy turnaround play. Yeah, Wilson just
1: continuing her dominance. Patricia Morris out there doing the best that she can, but Wilson is just so good on those back-to-basket fadeaways, you know, within
0: five or 10 feet of the hoop. Lay Goodman trying to separate herself from the defense, gives it to Pivot. Pivot driving left, pump fake, looks up, takes a circus shot, and she hits.
1: Yeah, heavily contested. She's able to split two defenders there with her pivot foot and get the laying up as Skylar Diggins puts up the shot. Nothing but net from
0: three point line. Boy, that was a pretty shot. She's
1: a shooter. If she's a shooter, shooter. Nothing but net. Clean jump shot. Nice form.
0: Shooter, gotta shoot. Goodman on the other end. Passing to a nice cut by Pivick, who was hammered by Asia Wilson, showing her aggressive play down in the paint. Yeah, and I could see it doesn't look like Wilson thought that was a foul. Team USA clearly not letting up on their guard here, playing every last minute against this Oregon State women's squad. Should be
1: interesting. We'll see if Pivot can hit her free throws now, add on to the two rebounds and five assists, you know really an all-around performance from Pivik, which across the last three years, Beaver fans have come to expect.
0: Now, Pivik's role, obviously, is one of the most likely two most crucial ones on the team. Do you see her taking more of a leadership role this year, or maybe taking a step back and... Maybe getting her assists up in a way and allowing other players to get involved as much as possible because of her playmaking ability
1: Oh, I absolutely I would say she's the most important player on this Oregon State Beaver roster this year because her ability Everyone's got their strength and her strength is that she's good at everything. She's a fantastic rebounder for a guard does a great job getting the ball play playmaking You know, I think she could play a huge role this year in her
0: senior season and hopefully help the Beavers make a run. As the team progresses into Pac-12 play and regular season for that matter, I want you to let me know where you think they'll finish at the end of the season in terms of standings in the Pac-12. In the Pac-12. Top three.
1: It's a toss-up. Oregon is supremely talented. Stanford is an excellent team. And Oregon State, it's just great. But Pac-12, the Conference of Champions, there, you know, you can never take a night off in the Pac-12, no matter what the standings say. You've just got so many national powerhouses. And you see that with Team USA taking their, you know, winter tournament, playing three out of four games against Pac-12 opponents.
0: Bill Walton says it better than most. The Conference of Champions. Slocum, Slocum with a deep three, rolls in and out of the rim. As the ball is pushed up to Alicia Gray on the Team USA side, Diggin Smith has the ball at the top of the key, looking inside into Collier. Collier's got eyes on a cutting. Diggin Smith, who passes it back to. Wilson again, can't make it this time. Goodman has a rebound, continuing her hard play on both ends. You see she looks pretty exhausted at this point, but doesn't let up.
1: Yeah, quite frankly, I'm surprised that doesn't go in with how Asia Wilson's done this game. It's a surprise,
0: let's see, could she get it? Uh, No good. The crowd stood to their feet there as Noel Manning shot that three, as it will wind down in Corvallis here. A final score of 81 to 58, Team USA takes the exhibition friendly over the Oregon State women's basketball squad. Impressive first half by Oregon State, hanging with them. Maybe got away from them a little bit at points, but overall, as Scott Ruth, you've probably got to be pretty happy about the ending of this matchup.
1: Yeah, you know, 23-point loss hurt, but they put up 10 steals on that team. You know, stayed in the game, only lost a rebounding battle 35-30. to You know, if I'm Ruik, I'm focused on free throw shooting and turnovers. Perhaps maybe finding ways through the lanes because Team USA finished with eight blocks this game. Some of their length inside, just too much for the Oregon State guards and Oregon State players in general. But overall, you know, it occurred encouraging performance, you know. Team USA is a fantastic team like we've talked about with all these legendary players with Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. But for such a young team that we got some big aspirations, I think it's a positive experience for everyone
0: involved as both teams pay their respects in a little friendly line at the end of the game. You see some excitement at the same time, a frustration from the Oregon State squad here on the screens after this game. However, one of the critical components of this game that I'd like us to focus on is the rebound battle. They nearly out-rebounded Team USA with some of the best, the best, big woman in their positions in the world. Team USA, only five rebounds shy of their 35 at 30. How does this matchup set up for the rest of the Pac-12 opponents for a very questionable squad in terms of their forwards and center positions in centers, mainly in Kennedy Brown, Taylor Jones. You can't be anything but excited after seeing something like this. Absolutely.
1: I mean, only losing the rebounding, like you mentioned, 35-30 to 30 against Team USA with some absolutely fantastic forwards and centers like 6'5", Asia Wilson. You know, Okumake K was in there for a while. We saw... A li- Sylvia Fowles have a great game you know despite these top-notch players the freshmen really showed out they might have they had a few rough patches a few up and downs but by and large I would say this was a positive experience for everyone involved and just a positive performance for all the players that
0: stepped out on that floor today for the Beavers a nice way to simmer into the basketball season for the woman of Oregon State Matt, if there was one player you'd like to pick out as maybe the player of the game or most surprising on the Oregon State side, do you have anyone in mind? Gosh, I don't know. There
1: are a lot of surprising. I think for me it would come down to probably Taylor Jones... But I would guess probably Taylor Jones because you know the six foot four freshman. She was out there blocking shots, or she didn't block shots, but she was defending shots. She was rebounding. You know, maybe would have liked to see her hit a couple free throws. So, but by and large, for you know, she wasn't even the most touted prospect out of this OSU Beavers recruiting class. But she showed out and had a fantastic game, So, What about you,
0: Who, do you, who impressed you the most tonight? Taylor Jones, without a doubt, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, seeing the freshman coming in here with such an impressive game. Oregon State made a valiant effort, 58 points to Team USA's 81. We are going to be signing off here. Thanks for tuning in. This is Soren Karhi with Matt Brooks. You're listening to KBVR Corvallis.